Good afternoon. It is March 24th, episode 45 of Lost in the Shuffle. I'm here with my buddy, John Lelogia. What's up, John? What's up, man? How's it going? I'm, I'm doing great. You like our uh, background music? It's called Night Driving. It's So at the beginning of every show, uh, we have to talk about your graphic design skills and how you've added not only the intro music and a nice easy flow, uh, but also added the date, this little banner at the bottom with the social handles. Look at you, man. Do you it, always have dude. to acknowledge the, the addition uh, to the pod uh, and your graphic design abilities. So. I appreciate, appreciate it. it. They're not uh they're not super great, but they suffice, dude. It's like I'm not a master of one. I'm a master of none, but of jack of all trades. It's a quote like that, right? Yeah. A master of none essentially means a jack of all trades, which means they, you're not really good at anything, but you're like okay at a ton of things. Well, they say they say a master of none. <clears throat> a master of one, something like that. It's something master about, of none. There was a Zizanzari show about it. Right. But the quote is supposed to be negative. It's like, Oh, if you're a master of none, blah, then you're blah, not good at anything. Right. A jack. But, it's different than a Jack of all trades. Right. I don't think the Jack of all trades was included in that joke. Um, or that punchline or the quote or whatever. Anywho. Yes. A little bit of good at everything. I'd like to think, yeah, this layout looks nice, dude. Right. Very nice. I'm again, I'm always impressed. And shout out to uh, Odds Jam and Bet US. Good idea, John. We should take a moment to acknowledge our sponsors. Guys, if you like sports betting content, I have all of my spets boarding con spets, spets boarding spets. Guys, want to watch some spets? (laughs) (laughs) So we'll come over, watch some spets. I Um, love spets. Sports betting contact. I don't want to flood my Instagram or my um, TikTok with just sports betting content. So Odds Jam was so graciously to take me on, and I have my own page on TikTok. It is Odds Jam underscore Sheffield Shuff, and that is going to be strictly sports betting content. So if you guys are interested in sports betting, looking for positive EV um, arbitration or uh, what is that? Ar- not arbitration, um, arbitrage bets, things like that. Check out Odds Jam. They're going to be the place to do it. They gave me a free subscription. Great. Also, if you're looking for a sports book, John, Bet US. I bet you already. I bet you already knew this. It's in the link tree, and it says uh, Bet US. You sign up with my link, and um, you're going to get free money. It's, it's awesome. I've been that. I've been using it for the NCAA tournament. I'm literally almost dead last or like second to last in every pool that I am that I'm in. However, I have Arizona as the winner. So that could honestly save me, but they play tonight and they obviously can't lose. Go cats. They have less STDs than their foe ASU. So I've heard. And experienced. And experience. <laughs> Just kidding. Beautiful. So John, Great day today. We're on episode 45. Okay. We're going to keep yep. this under, we're going to keep this under a half hour. Like we do with all of our shows. John, actually that we-, we, you're really good at that. So when I first started coming on the pod, uh, Pete would be like, Hey, you know, try to keep it under a half an hour. I'm like, no problem. And then I would go way long. And so he's saying it to the audience, but also kind of reminding me again to not go off uh, and talk so much where we have like an hour episode. 
Well, the thing too is, is we're doing this live. So this will go out live, but then I could also edit it when, before we put it on our podcast. I just don't want to do that because it takes more work. You know is this saying? too much behind the scenes for our listeners? Should I don't know. Should we tell get them? The, exactly? Get to the fucking stories. Get to the specs. Get to the specs. Uh, why don't you just why don't you just share your screen and, and watch you do Photoshop for an hour? Yes, seriously. Fucking boring as hell. John, let's get into it. My boy, Tyreek. Can you guys see that piece? Deuces. Tyreek Hill traded to the Dolphins. Sweet. He has no one to throw it to him. Awesome. He, he's got two. It's going to get thrown dead ducks all year <laughs> long, right? <laughs> My buddy. I don't know if you saw that, but it was, uh, I, I might've, I couldn't remember where I saw it on social, but it was, it was like, oh, Tua throwing to his new receiver. And it was Tebow back when he was with the Broncos. And I, it was so bad. I thought it was Photoshopped. He threw a ball, like just a regular route in practice when he was with the Broncos. And it, it like, not only did it go sideways, it tumbled forward sideways and forwards out of his hand and just landed nowhere near his receiver, maybe 10 yards away. It was hilarious. Yeah. It's not a good throw. He's a great football player. It's not a great quarterback. Arguably the greatest college football player of all time. Terrible uh, NFL quarterback. What does this mean for the dolphins, John? I don't think it means anything. You're, you're essentially limited by your quarterback. There's a reason they're paying Aaron Rodgers $50 million a year. There's a reason Patrick Mahomes got half a billion dollars. You cannot win in this league without a quarterback. That's why the Packers shipped all of their receivers say, uh, away. Adams goes to the Raiders. Valdez Scantling just got uh, picked up by the Chiefs because they're betting on, hey, we have a great quarterback and a great quarterback can throw to anybody. And, and you that give us five picks for it too. Okay. Right. Exactly. They got, they have two picks in the first round coming up in the draft, but, but that's essentially the, uh, the bet that, um, you know, that's essentially uh, what's happening. Now, I don't think it makes a difference at all. I think personally, Tyreek Hill has won uh, he's been a pro bowler. He's, he's an NFL champion. So he has nothing left to prove. So that dude, wants to get paid and he wants to get the hell out of Kansas city and go party in South beach, which I totally get. It's very similar to the Chris Bryant situation with Colorado. Why the hell would Chris Bryant want to play at Coors field? The Rockies are terrible. That organization sucks. Their leadership sucks. Their front office is dog shit. He again, at a early age, NL MVP rookie of the year, world series champion. He has nothing left to prove. That dude wants to get in the Hall of Fame. He wants to pad yep. his stats. He's going to go chill in Denver. It's all about the money. Yeah, his wife wants to have a nice little snow retreat house, a place for them to hang out, right? It just didn't make any sense since they got rid of Arenado Not, two years made, ago. Ab- it, it made absolutely zero no sense. sense. The only thing is they were targeting him in the draft. Uh, Rockies were picking third. Cubs were picking second. Cubs picked them up, him up first. Otherwise, the Rockies were going to do it as well. But back to the Tyreek Hill thing, all the pressure is going to be on Tua now. Bad idea. You got a, a quarterback who isn't proven in this league, and now you're adding all the pressure in the world to him. If you looked in Vegas, their odds cut in half to make uh, to make the Super Bowl. Even to win the division, they're at plus 400, which is tied with the Patriots and um, someone else. But dude, they add one receiver, and they all of a sudden are elevated that high up. I thought that was those were inflated numbers. I don't know why Vegas would think that. So I think, I think something interesting to think about, um, and you can check me on this, 
the new head coach of the Dolphins is Mike McDaniel, right? Mm -hmm. He is the offensive coordinator with San Francisco. And if you if you so he's he, I think he he went to an Ivy League school, very analytically driven, does a lot of misdirection. I mean, does can do more with less, as you saw with San Francisco and how far they were able to go in the playoffs with a limited quarterback who literally like had a broken thumb and a separated shoulder. But I I kind of see Tyreek Hill really being like a Debo Samuel. I mean, I think I think I think. The Mike McDaniel, I think that's his name. Please check me on that. Um, I think he's going to use him like Debo a lot. A lot of misdirection, put him in the backfield, a lot of motion. Uh, I I really don't think there's a ton of routes um, in his future just because two is limited. Um, but I, I, I do think he's going to be used a lot, but he's going to be used in a lot of uh, unconventional ways, and I think that's why he wanted him. I think, yeah, it's going to be short. He's not getting those bombs from Mahomes anymore. No. You know what? He's getting downfield. That's not happening. He's going to utilize gonna, his speed otherwise. Yeah. And and get open in the field. They're going to get him the ball quick. Like you said, short, short passes so he can get the ball and then do work um, with open space. Right. I think because it, it, Tua can't out throw Tyreek Hill. It's not, it's, no. it's not going to happen. And right. I think, I think they got him uh, to use him in other ways. I think Tyreek Hill wanted to get paid and I think he wanted to, to party in Miami. Watch out for that, yeah. by the way, because that dude is not a choir boy, and he has a pretty sorted New pass. choir boy. Choir boy. <laughs> he doesn't have. He has a pretty sorted past. He's he's uh done some pretty shitty things in the past. Um, yeah, hide you can, your kids, you do, hide your wife. <laughs> yep, and he like knocked his wife down the stairs or girlfriend. Um, so again, not the best uh, past. I don't know how he's gonna do in South Beach. Like I could see in six to eight months of him being like like him getting in trouble, like 100%. John, true or false, players do not care about rings anymore. All they care about is getting paid. Yeah, I I true, do. Right? I, I really do. I think we've sure. seen multiple examples as well, even maybe even uh, Devonta Adams going to the Raiders, obviously sure. from your Packers. And that's just a small, you know, sample size or whatever. Uh, like you said, the Chris Bryant going to the Rockies, especially I mean, if, when you get one early, then you really don't care. Chris Bryant yeah. wanted to get paid. And so did Hill. Like it was so obvious, right? I mean, you're not going to a contending team. And if you're one of the best players in the league at your position and you're not going to a contending team, you're just going to get money. It just, these players just want money. I mean, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's I'm nothing saying. wrong with it. I, I get it. If I was in Chris Bryant's position, I'd be like, Sure. I have nothing left to prove. I want big money. I'm, I live in Vegas. It's the closest city to Vegas. My wife's about to have twin boys. Like, yeah. and he, he's, who cares? He's going to be a legend. If he retired today, he would be a baseball legend for the rest of his life. Yeah. And, and with Tyree kill Tyree kill is a super bowl champion. He's considered maybe the fastest NFL player of all time. One of the best NFL players and, and one, one with Mahomes. He has nothing left to prove that dude wants to get paid. There's no shame in it. I, I totally get it. Times are, times are different. You know, like you look at college football and I'm not, a, I'm not a huge college football fan, but back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and especially eighties, so many top recruits would want to go to Notre Dame, you know, mm -hmm. and now they can't, and, and obviously part of it is, is academic uh, restrictions and how, how difficult it is to get in there as opposed to Miami, where you literally need a, a pulse. pulse and you get in. But 
no one wants to do that anymore. Notre Dame doesn't have the same allure as it does. They're like, I don't give a shit if it's Notre Dame. I don't want to live in South Bend, Indiana. I want to go in Palo Alto. I want to go to USC. I want to go to South Beach. I even want to go to Texas at Austin. You know what I mean? Mm. So they don't, they don't give a shit. They don't care about nostalgia or what, or history. They care about What's it going to, what's where's the best place for me? And your experience, my too. experience. Thanks. It's really all about it. it. It's really all about experience. And obviously when you get to the professional level, it's all about money. Um, you know, especially getting that opportunity, but you don't get many opportunities to make big money. So when you do, you have to, you really it. need to make them count. That's why I appreciate guys like Brandon Nimmo. Our next uh, story, Brandon Nimmo plays for the uh, New York Mets. Brandon Nimmo drives a light gold 2010 Nissan Altima to spring training every year because it keeps him humble. That is cool. Scherzer comes in in a jet black Porsche. Uh, Carlos Carrasco, Ferrari, Rolls Royce. Brandon Nimmo says, give me the 2010 light gold Nissan Altima. Pete, let me ask you this question, though. If you were in the same position and you were Brandon Nimmo, you were that type of player, you had millions of dollars at your disposal. Would you choose to drive a car like that to keep you humble? Or do you say, screw it, I'm I'm getting a Tesla, I'm getting a Porsche? Um, so here's the first thing. I'm not a big car guy. I'm never, never was into cars. It's like I like Jeeps, dude. So like my dream, <laughs> like my dream car is like honestly, just like a four-door, like nice Wrangler. Like I would be so happy. If I had all the money in the world, I would get like a white or like a nice like a uh, flat gray four door Wrangler. And that's it, dude. Like sports cars don't do anything for me. Like flashy fast cars do nothing for me. I want something where I have space where I'm a little bit up and have some space and I'm good. So I would drive the same car that I drove two years ago before it was in a tornado. I would definitely get a Porsche. You would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you got it, like, I mean, I don't know anybody else who does it, who drives a 2010 Nissan Altima. I mean, and who knows? Who knows why he does it? He says it keeps him humble, which is great. I mean, maybe he, I don't know, there's some nostalgia or something attached to it. Possibly. All right, cool. What else no, I am I am not that man. I am not I'm not uh, as good as he is. You know what okay. I mean? No, no. You're not that great of a person. I understand. No, hell no. And I, I'm, it's called, um, what is it? Self-awareness. I know that. You know, I know that about myself. Yeah. Which is half the battle, you know, acceptance. The more you know. The more you know. Reading Rainbow. Uh, Nick Castellanos. Dude, low-key, I have a huge crush on him, dude. He is fucking handsome. Nick he's, a handsome he's a handsome man, and he uh, drops bombs. Yeah, and he's, he's just a good like, offensive player. Defensively, yipes. But yeah. offensively, yes. Yeah, so he came to the Phillies, and they had his press conference. So cool, dude. He's gonna give he's gonna give everybody so many good quotes. We're gonna make so many t-shirts from all the shit that he says. But he says, I don't have a college degree. I hit I hit baseballs. And it was about him that reporter was like, uh, oh, so like um, what is your mentality around you know playing baseball? And he was just like, It's like survival, that's how I feed my family. I don't have a college degree, I hit baseballs. And I was just like, damn, that guy's cool, <laughs> you know. He's just so cool. And then um, he said, playing in Philly, they'll let you know when you're playing well, and they'll let you know when you're playing bad, and I can deal with that. That dude is ready for Philly, dude. There are certain towns that you go to. New York, number one, biggest 
uh, hub for sports, huge sports town, big, Philly. big baseball, big baseball town. Yeah. I mean, just big sports town in general or big town in general. If, New if York, you have, okay. One. What are, what are, in your opinion, what is the top baseball cities in, in the United States? Top baseball cities. I think New York is one. I think Yankees, I think, you know, Yankees are number one. Obviously the Mets are big there in Chicago. I Chicago? wouldn't say the Cubs. I wouldn't say it's a big city. I wouldn't say the Cubs are White Sox necessarily. I would say Cubs? the Bears. Um, I would I think say the Bears are the biggest thing in Chicago. For sure. I, I would disagree with that. Really? I, yeah. I would say the Cubs would be the biggest draw. I mean, dude, Ooh. look at the, look at every game and the Cubs play 82 games at home. It is packed every game. You so, go to a are Bears, game. so are Bear fans. And the Bears have been atrocious my whole life, and they sell out every single game. I, I think it's a football town, in my opinion. I, I, I just – I don't, I don't, I don't agree. I think that, I mean, there's obviously two baseball teams. One city that I have to say though, St. Louis, St. Louis, 100%. As much as people and Cubs fans, obviously they say they hate um, Cardinals fans. I don't hate Cardinals fans. You know why, John? Take a guess why I don't hate Cardinals fans. Uh, I have no idea. Because they are educated. They are smart baseball fans. 100% they are. I So I, I lived I there that. I lived there for two years. I went, I went to grad school there. And while I was there, I have a, a, lot, a lot of my college friends that were there. And I met their families and friends. And it is real. I would talk to people's grandmothers. I would talk to their nieces, their aunts. They know like what's happening in Memphis, like the Memphis Redbirds. They know prospects that are coming up. They are... They know day to day, they know like, oh, this guy's on the IL or mm-hmm. this guy has been terrible the last two weeks. Like it is a real thing. They are extremely educated and it's like, it's everything there. It's like dogs, Budweiser and the Cardinals is like St. Louis in a nutshell. Yeah. Very, very educated. Every Cardinals fan I've ever met, very educated. They know a lot about baseball period. And they take a lot of pride in being educated too. Yeah. Like it's, it's important to them. It's just like, it's just a, uh, a characteristic that I've seen specifically with Cardinals fans. So that's why I don't hate on Cardinals fans. They don't, I mean, it doesn't bother me. You know who bothers me is fucking Brewers fans, dude. Fucking gross, dude. I mean, I'm sorry. Cause I know you like the Packers, but everybody from Wisconsin is fucking ugly, dude. Have you ever seen somebody wear? <laughs> I was born there. Hey, have you ever seen somebody wear a Packers Jersey with a Brewers hat? Blech. It's well, the I, ugliest. I wouldn't, rec- I wouldn't seen. recommend that. I would not. Oh, recommend it's so ugly. Everybody from all the Wisconsin fans, dude, I can pick them out. And I know you know what I'm talking about. You can pick them out. You're like, that's they're from Milwaukee. That's a Milwaukee fan. That's a Green Bay fan. Like they all look very similar. So there's a, wrong? I'm going to, so Kevin Smith, Kevin Smith is a director. He a director. did like Jay and Silent Clerks. Bob clerks, a, b- a bunch of stuff. He did a, he did a movie dogma, which is really good with Matt Damon, Chris Rock. And Ben Affleck. And so Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are like angels that are sent back to earth. And at, at one point, someone in the movie gets sent to hell. <laughs> and, it, and I think it's Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Really? Like, yeah. They're sent to hell and they wind up in like Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah. I'm not, and I'm not saying the city of Milwaukee because I think the city of Milwaukee is Milwaukee, highly underrated. Wisconsin, Wisconsin gets a bad rap. Wisconsin, like I have two sisters who live in Madison. Madison is awesome. Uh, Milwaukee's a, col- a great I mean, a college town. M- Milwaukee's a great city. Green Bay, not a lot going on. Other Your than sisters were also raised in the suburbs of Chicago, so you know they're not like yeah. But I, was, born- I mean, I was born in Waukesha. <laughs> right, Waukesha, the Kenosha Kickers, dude. Kenosha Kickers, <laughs> Twin Lakes Polka. 
I'm a Hooji Poke. AK, Kiss Me Poke. Poke Twist. twist. <laughs> yeah, we For, sold out. <laughs> 623 copies. Yeah, um, that's what I tell people about this podcast. I'm like, we've done 45 episodes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, where speaking was I going? Of, speaking of movies, can I, can I tell the Batman story? Yeah, tell me. You, you, you so, said to wait. So... I'm really excited to see the Batman, the new movie with Robert Pattinson. It's in the theaters Sunday morning. I see it at 10:15. Why? Because I have a 10, 11 month old son, and it's really fucking busy over here, and I don't have been up for five hours already. And it's up at five hours. I'm up at five anyway, and you know, so I asked my wife, "Hey, it's a three hour movie," and she's like, "Yes, go, please." I'm like, "Thank God." I also work from home. I went solo. Yeah, dude, I went so. Oh, how nice was it just to be? It's amazing. Going to the movies by yourself is incredible. It's not weird. Anyone who thinks it's weird, it's not. It's incredible. You don't have to worry about the other person likes the movie, especially if you recommended it. You You know who says that, John? Are people who are insecure of themselves. You know, like one hundred percent. I enjoy eating alone. I love to sit there by myself. My wife thought I was a sociopath the first time I met her because we were dating and then she's, and then we weren't obviously spending every day together, you know, when you're in the dating phase, she was, what'd you do? I was like, Oh, I went to a movie. She's like by herself. I was like, yeah. Yeah. She's like, that's super weird. I was like, I love it. Yeah. I absolutely love it. Anyway, I know this is a short pod, so I don't want to keep it too long. So I get a ticket for 10, 15. I'm so pumped. I, this is a big deal for a dad who doesn't get to do a lot of fun stuff. So I get a big thing of popcorn. I get some, I get some, uh, I get some candy, big soda. I'm, it's so sad what my life has become. I'm so excited to go see this movie. And I heard it's fucking awesome. So I go in, I sit in the movie and it's, it's different. It's way, the theater's way bigger. There's like lights, camera. I feel like I'm on a, I feel like I'm on set. And I look at my ticket and it says, I just, I just got it. And I was, it was like 20 bucks. I was like, that's a little expensive, like over $20. And yeah. it wasn't IMAX, but it said 4DX. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. Okay. And this is on the north side of Chicago, <clears throat> uh, like in the, like on the Western Roscoe Village area. Was it Regal Theater? Yes, Regal. Yes, on Western. I remember. So yeah. I, so the, and I'm looking at the movie's about to start, previews. And I'm looking at the 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 armrest, and it says water on, water off. And I'm like, what the hell is that? And I'm looking around. I, it feels like I'm on a movie set. There's like wind turbines and everything. I'm like, okay, I, whatever. The movie starts, dude. So what 40X is, it's like a theme park. There's water spraying on you. There's wind. The seat rocks up and down and goes forward depending on what's happening in the movie. Spoiler alert, it rains that whole fucking movie, by the way. The entire movie. So within five minutes of the movie, I'm just like, nah. I fucking walk out. And I, I walk out and this old this this old ticket taker who must have been working there since like the 30s. He was like a, a literally a hundred. He was like, What's what's wrong, young man? And I'm like, I explained the situation and I said, I, I, I made a mistake and I'd be happy. There was another showing at 10 15, just a standard showing. And I was like, great. I just want to, I just want to see this movie and, and I have to make the most of this opportunity. And he was super nice. And he was like, I'll refund your ticket. I know it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit scary. So, scary. so, so I'll refund your ticket. So I got a refund of the ticket. Uh, I got to see it in standard viewing. It was awesome. Highly recommended seeing it, but it was very embarrassing because one, I don't even know what 40 X is. 
And two, it really does show my age where it, there wasn't even a second to be like, oh, I'll ride this out. I was like, nope, I'm fucking leaving. Yeah. And I just peaced out. Do you think they show other movies in 40X like uh, Brokeback Mountain? Dude. <laughs> if they, if, dude, if they did... I'd, I'd I'd see that because hopefully it would be less crazy than that than that movie. But I think you get I think you get splashed on equally the same. <laughs> God, that'd be so funny if they brought back broke back mountains, but only in butter only for in 40X. Oh my god! Yeah. But but it's so it, it also made me sad too to think about like the movie theater is dying. Like this is the shit they have to resort to, to get oh, yeah. people to come out of the comfort of their own house. When everyone has massive, you know, uh, you know, buying a big screen TV now is, is incredibly affordable, mm-hmm. uh, much more than in so many other things. Um, and people pirate the shit out of it. I pirate every single of movie. Course, yeah. You can steal everything. Everything's on the internet. You can stream it. Um, so I was just like, oh, I'm just, it kind of made me sad that this is what it, that this is what it's come down to. So, Anyway, I just thought I'd share that. Great story for the Batman. Highly recommend it. Just watch it in regular format, not 40X. God, no. You're getting soaking wet. John, um, two um, two UFC fighters, Jorge yep. Masvidal and Kobe Covington. These guys hate each other, right? Mm-hmm. Masvidal saw Covington out in public, right? He mm-hmm. was charged with felony assault. He attacked him, chipped his tooth, and then broke his, like, 90K Rolex. Um so this happened the other day. They just arrested Jorge Masvidal. These guys just fought in a UFC not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, Covington won uh, by decision. So Masvidal, they hate each other. They were best friends. Um, it says Masvidal um, was wearing a surgical mask during the attack. So at least he was being cognizant of COVID-19. And um, sorry, I had to throw that in there. And um, yeah, so it just made me think like, you know, a lot of these guys that we watch, talk shit to each other. Fuck you. I'll see you. It's on site, whatever. These guys are actually about it. Like UFC fighters, like these guys are, Masvidal's a street guy. They call him street Jesus. Like he's from Miami Dade County, you know, Miami Dade. I don't fuck around, dude. Like that's like, that's where Kimbo slice is from Miami Dade. RIP, right? RIP dude. Yeah, exactly. Um, So I thought that was just crazy that uh, these guys are fighting outside of the ring now and now they're getting the, the law involved. You just fought not too long ago and you did it for, you know, you made money off of it and you did it without getting arrested and now they're fighting in the streets. Isn't that so funny? Like in the arena, everything goes, but like 20 feet outside, it's a fel- It's like assault and a felony. Isn't that mm-hmm. hilarious? They were just like beating the shit out of each other and then like later, 20 feet like outside, it's like considered like a felony assault. It's just hilarious. Yeah. Because Dana White wasn't getting a cut from it. There you go. Yeah. As long as he's getting money from it, then he doesn't care. Whatever happens. Fair game. He's not making money from it. Uh, you're on your own. John, did you want to talk about my hair? Well, <clears throat> we were having this conversation earlier, and I asked you the question, like, when does – what's what's the boiling, boiling point? What's the tipping point where – tipping point, there we go – where you decide I'm going – to shave it. If you're if you're losing your hair, when do you decide I'm going to shave it? What will it what will it take? What, what are you take? what are you hanging on to? Aside from your wife doesn't want you to do it. So I mean if we're all being like serious, it's not that bad. So no, it's it's not that rec- bad, but you talked as about as far it. as receding goes, it's not bad. It's just very like thin and wispy. 
obviously. So mm-hmm. the thing is, is when I get it cut nice, like I could pull it off. It's just very thin. Like it's still there. It still grows. It's just like, you know, you can see my fucking scalp. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's just you know, it's not like thick like your hair. My hair's have, not that thick. If I could just like put this on top of my head, I would be okay. But yeah, it's just very thin. So it's a good thing I love hats. But um, so I guess. What's, like, so what's the what's the tipping point? Will you ever? When I start when I start getting a haircut and it doesn't look good, which I'm approaching. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. <laughs> you look great, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Oh, that's why I wear hats. But yeah. That's uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, you'll see. There, there will be a time. I've gotten really close, dude, to looking in the mirror some mornings. I'm just like, fuck you, you piece of shit. Just fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of those dark self-talks. Sure. John, um, speaking of ghosts, uh, Ghost Runner at second base in extra innings Ugh. for the MLB. What do we I think hate- about that? I hate it. I, I, I was so excited that we were, we were done with that crap. Uh, and then they're like, oh, just kidding uh that's it two things i don't like so i like the seven inning double headers that was the one thing i did like now it's nine innings uh the other rule um obviously was the ghost runner is back just for 2022 that that move sucks it is so unfair to the pitcher like it is it is such a dumb rule i'm all in favor for seven inning double headers by the way mm-hmm. uh the other rule expanded rosters i think to 28 and you get unlimited pitchers because of the shortened spring training i'm pretty sure that is correct why um, hasn't anybody proposed the idea to start the ghost runners in like maybe the 12th inning why has it got to be the 10th right away i don't know i would even be a favor of that i just think it sucks i think it's so unfair and and, and talk about like changing the game like that is a i, I think it's I think it's such a massive change. Like you're putting a runner on base out of thin air. Like that's, that's crazy. Are and then we... the other thing, the other thing that I do like is the Otani rule, which is if you're pitching and you leave, you can still come back as a DH, which is awesome because it's really celebrating the uniqueness of a player like Shohei Otani. And that's what the game needs to do more of like finding really fun, cool, innovative ways to keep the game fun, and engaging and interesting. And that, that is just one example of more uh, of stuff that they need to do more of if possible. That literally just pertains to him. I mean, that's literally the league creating a a rule to make sure that he can do it. It might as well be called the Otani rule. Yeah, it is. I mean, like nobody it's applies to nobody else or nobody else will take a uh, effect from that. You know what I mean? Yes. So now how about, how about playoffs now, John? Remember, my my Cubs in 2016. Remember that game seven? Can you imagine if a guy started on second base in the top of the top of the tenth inning in the well, World Series? It shouldn't be. Wait, this is in the playoffs too, right? Uh, that's what I'm not clear on. I was hoping if I don't know if you know. I don't think so. It it certainly should. It certainly shouldn't be. Right. And it's a 12 team expanded playoff, right? Yep. I think that's nuts. If they're good to 14, you could just pack it in and be like, well. All we have to be is middle of the road, and we we, we might get in. Yeah, there's no point of playing 162 games. I really well, it certainly devalues them. So why is anyone going to tune in? You're going to tune in in April, May, even June or July. But if you know half the teams get in, it's like I'm going to check. Well, I just, I'm, like I, if I if I was like a regular baseball fan, I would check into like September and be like, all right, what's happening right. here? When do the playoffs start? Exactly. 
If half the league gets in, what does it matter? Which I think is a huge mistake. Uh, All right. So I have, I wanted to touch base, pun intended, uh, on on some of the the top baseball movies uh, of the of the 90s okay mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down the list uh little big league you, what do you want big me to league? do rank it so i'm doing my top i'm doing my top three i'm doing my top five all right okay all right so number five is little big league have you seen little big league yeah i, I would say I wrote, good not great i wrote a whole article about this uh for a website called Fell Territory Baseball. We can uh, link it in here. But I talked about how Billy Haywood was the greatest fictional baseball manager of all time. They have a play in that game, which is which is brilliant, which I, when I lived in LA, I coached, um, uh, like assistant coach the high school team. And in the summer, I got to like totally manage while the, while the head coach was out. And I ran this play, which was, there's a guy on third base. The- the throw over to first or no? No, not not the hidden ball trick. So uh so there's a guy on third base, and this is when Mickey Scales is up to the plate. So Haywood calls him over and says, I want you to take this pitch. If it's ball four, we're gonna go with the play. And the guy's like, oh, Is this legal? And he goes, Of course, Ty Cobb and Wahoo Sam Crawford used to do it all the time. He's like, just try it. So he so the guy at the plate, Pat Corning, I believe it's a shortstop, takes the pitch. And then bolts to first, takes a turn around first, and heads to second. Okay, now there's a guy in third. Right. Guy in third checks. So the catcher checks him at third. He turns and goes back to the base. Haywood's watching him, and as soon as the catcher throws it to second to try to get him out, he sends the guy from third home, and they score. And the guy's mm. safe at home and safe at second. And I did that uh, in a high school game, and it worked. Um but then the coach complained and they like did not allow it complained about what there's nothing illegal about it. I know that's what I thought. I I stole it from that movie. And for some reason they said, no, you can't do that. That's, that's just not true. I know I was, I was like, I was really pissed. I was like, I was like, I know this. I was like, this is legal. And, and, and then I go, do you want to show me, I asked them, do you show me the rule book? And they go, we don't carry that with us. Like just we're the umpires. And they're like, that's that we can't do that in a high school game. I was like, okay, whatever. You know what play I can't wait to run with my children, especially at a smaller age guy on second, third got to show the bunt, the guy at third base bond third baseman runs in second guy on second base, just walks into second. I've seen that so many times in little league. Where they're just like, bond, third base charges like he's supposed to do. Guy on second just takes off to third. Now he's a third. I can't wait to do that kind of shit, dude, with little kids, teaching them fundamentals and how, you know, wheel plays, things like that. Oh, it's going to be great. 100%. Uh, number four, rookie of the year. Incredible. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 up there as uh, some of the best baseball movie. Not best baseball movie, but, I mean, the nostalgia with Wrigley Field, Cubs, Cubs uh, team, and uh, Henry Rowan Gardner just – quality uh character and i i think when they're like uh, having him on the gun he never throws a but like below 100 which is yeah. insane uh number three uh where was it number three for love of the game which is awesome kevin costner um, <clears throat> yep costner number two a league of their own which 
I, I believe universally it's considered the greatest baseball movie of all time. <clears throat> yeah. And then number one, the Sandlot. I think it's the best. I think it's the best like kid baseball movie of the nineties. Um, one of my, one of my favorite quotes, John comes from a league of their own. Do you know which one it was? It was from Jimmy Dugan when he talks to uh, Gina Davis, character. I it's supposed to be name. hard. If it wasn't hard, everyone would do it. The hard is what makes it great. Yes. The hard I is figured. what makes it great. Yep. Which is so true with anything. And that's why I love baseball so much is because, I mean, without getting too deep, it is, I think, a metaphor for life. A lot of stuff. And what I loved about baseball is that it's an imperfect game played by, you know, imperfect people. There's a guy, the umpire is the one who judges it. He'll have bad calls just like life kind of doesn't always go you where it's not always going to be fair, which is what I love about baseball. And, yeah, sometimes you got to play small ball get guys over, sacrifice, things like that. I mean, there's a lot of parallels from the game that can carry over into life. Yeah, for sure. I, I love I love the structure of it. It's a really clean game, the diamond. Uh, and I love that it's every day. You know, mm-hmm. it's every it's every single day. <clears throat> I was watching uh, the other night, Ken Burns' baseball documentary. It was on like MLB Network. And I was just tuning in for a second. Uh, my wife and I were are watching... Uh, a really good show on Hulu called uh, The Dropout, which is about like that Theranos woman who like conned her way into like creating this like fake company, like this company that was like total fraud. Anywho, <clears throat> it was uh, a writer on Ken Burns's documentary. He's talking about Earl Weaver uh, with the Orioles, uh, the Orioles manager. And he was on the beat and uh, he was covering him and he was really new. He's like 22 and he had to get these like quotes from Earl Weaver before the game. And he was like talking to him and like on the field and whatever. And uh, the the national anthem started while he was asking his questions and he didn't realize it because he just was like reading off his questions and like obviously really knew. <laughs> and and then he like realized it and like people like got pissed at him, like people who was getting like dirty looks from like the, you know, the the like comms team and like the people that work there. And mm-hmm. so he like took his hat off and, you know, did the national anthem and then he went back in the dugout with Earl Weaver and he was like, uh, Mr. Weaver, I I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't, I didn't realize it. And Earl Weaver like put his hand on his shoulder and goes, relax kid. We do this every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. John, one of the, um, I think underrated movies, baseball movies that doesn't get a lot of recognition that should have you ever seen 61? Oh my gosh. With the uh, Roger Maris and Mickey Mantle. I own it yeah. on DVD. Same. Yeah. Um, it's- I think, Awesome. My, Chris, my wife loves Billy that Crystal movie. Directed it. Yeah. So Crystal was a huge Yankees fan. Just yeah, huge Yankee fan. A huge Mickey Mantle fan. It was like his his favorite player. He was so on the bonus features. He was talking about just Mickey in general, and he was like he was he was so fragile. He was so injury prone that he was such a gift that when he would walk down the steps of the dugout, you would hold your breath that he wouldn't, that he wouldn't slip. And you're not going to like where this, this, uh, this tangent is going to go. But honestly, that's how I feel about Aaron Rodgers when he's like on the field. I don't want anyone to touch him. He's like right. that good. Anytime he gets sacked, my wife gets pissed. Cause I am like <gasps> but, this, uh, this book, John, the last boy mm-hmm. highly recommended on oh, Mickey cool. Mantle. I haven't read that. It's very long, but um, who, who wrote it? Jane Levy. She didn't she write that Babe Ruth one, the big fella? That's supposed to be like a really good one. Like that his that's like a five hundred page biography on Babe Ruth that came out possibly last year. Dude's just jacked, dude. 
Yeah, and he yeah. never like worked a day, worked out in a day in his life. It's just like born like that. All this cool stuff. Oh, John, you know what else? You probably like this. I went to um, it's like Santa's Village. Yeah. And um, there's like a sports store there, and they had all these old time magazines. Sweet. Dude. It's called Sport. Um, Army one- Navy. What year is that? This is. Um, I don't see a year on it. It's from December of whatever year. Um, you also got Willie McCovey here. Um, baseball ones here is That's super cool. You know, some Hank Aaron stuff. That's um, awesome. Yeah, Jim Leland. That's Jim Leland. Oh, sorry, sorry, Billy Martin. Okay, I was gonna be like, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really cool. I got to find a place to um to put those up. You should frame those or something. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the plan. But yeah, I thought those were pretty cool. Yeah. Um, any other any other topics you wanted to cover? That was really about it. I want to see here if I had anything else. Yeah, I think that was it. And like I said, we kept it under a half hour, 42 minutes. I was trying. I mean, I, 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 I was cognizant of the time. This is probably the best I've ever done. It's good enough. Thank you guys for watching episode 45. John, we'll be back. We'll be back again, right? We got to get um, trying to get uh, got big league today, dude, by uh, the big leaguer. He's supposed to be. He's supposed to come on the, the do show we wanna, today. Do we want to say who it is? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, Dianair Navarro. No shit. Yeah, so I'm still working on him. He said he was going to be on, and I put out you know, all this stuff. I was like, tune in tomorrow live. Then he messaged me, and he's like, hey, man, can't make it. I'm like, god damn it, dude. So trying to do that maybe tomorrow. I don't know. He hasn't responded yet. So got big league by the big leaguer. It's all but, good. Um, we'll work on that. But thank you guys for watching. And, John, we'll be back um, again soon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks Covering. for uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks for all the love. Play that outro music, baby. Uh, guys, again, Odds Jam, Bet US, John Aloja, me, Peter, Sheffield Shuffler. We'll catch you on the flip. Peace.